nice. Yes, we're well, in. Well, we're in it, dude. We are in. Hey, um, I'm in. <laughs> uh, hacker man. Hacker. Jacob, how are you, dude? First of all, welcome to the show. Um, you are listening to Chicken and the Nuggets on the Basketball Podcast Network, the Denver Nuggets affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I am one of the hosts, Noah Reynolds. And joining me this week is my co-host. That's to you, Jacob. Hi. Yes. Hi, everybody. Uh, I, I, my name is Jacob Rupp. Um, joining Noah Reynolds. This is uh, your favorite podcast about anything. Mostly basketball, mostly chicken, and boy, do we have an episode for you, uh, little chicken nuggets out there, our little chicken nuggets. Absolutely, dude. A lot has happened since last time we spoke, not least of which in the worlds of basketball, in the world of uh, chicken. Um, We came back from the All-Star break. The Nuggets have just a few games under their belt. They keep on winning. You know what I keep thinking? I keep thinking, give me that W. Give me that W. And then give me that W also. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like a little cookie monster. Um, <laughs> beyond that, some certainly some chicken to discuss, dude. Um, and then also, I think we'd be remiss if we don't at least say a statement or put some words of um, sympathy or empathy out into the people of Ukraine who are engaged in a war with the, um, the Russian military. Um, a war has begun, Jacob, since the last time we, we spoke chicken and nuggets. Um, yeah, so that is vibes, officially vibes at an all-time low, I think. Very yeah. low vibes as far as that's concerned. So we just want to our listeners um, to know that officially this podcast denounces the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and we are against all kinds of um, any kind of increased aggression of that sort um yes, we and, do stand with alex lynn uh, of course of, of the uh, uh nba alex lynn mm, jeremy lynn perhaps but no alex lynn no alex lynn he's from slovenia <laughs> yeah totally different country um but we are with the slavic people and um alex lynn i don't know him um we do like alex kings that's we, we do like Alex Layton, though, um, shout out to a friend of the podcast, David. Alex Layton, gave us some tickets to the show. Jacob, let's get into it, dude. Beyond the the wars and the conflicts in the world, we let's turn our frowns upside down. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Well, how was uh, your week, dude? Oh, it I don't was, know. We were doing that so for a while. Good. Um, it was uh, it was really really good. I, I I've eaten a lot of chicken. I've had bad heartburn this week uh it's been a busy week for me chicken wise um what about you Noah how you been you surviving yeah I've been good I meant more like how's your life been but if that's what your life has been up to recently my life is chicken so oh yeah I mean I guess it literally is it's chicken and heartburn Mm -hmm. Jacob you I know have are getting fitted for your um your upcoming nuptials you know you got a nice suit you don't clearly want to talk about that that's fine i do um, I, I did get fitted for a suit and my first time ever going to a tailor mm-hmm. um yes and uh it was eric taylor coach of friday night lights Just yeah it was taylor Lautner of uh, uh the twilight saga team yeah either way so taylor swift cut my uh my my pants and uh i i'm super excited though i bought some 
Nike Jordans, which uh, the most expensive I've ever dropped on major a piece of clothing. Uh, major hype beast move alert. Uh, shout out to the Aurora Mall and all the uh, hype beast type stores out there. Literally, not even a store, just a kiosk in the middle is yes. where I got uh, my wedding shoes. But believe me, uh, people out there, I, it, this sounds worse than it is. It's very me to buy some Nike Jordans, Noah. Um, yeah, well, congratulations. I'm glad you're making a mockery out of the uh, sanctity of marriage and the whole tradition of it by wearing some, what, what were they called? Jordans mm -hmm. to, your, um, to your marriage event. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and then you also the bought German one of those. Edition. They're German yeah, Woods. right. You also <laughs> bought one of those propeller hats, right? That you're going to wear to the ceremony. Um, yes. That's cool. No, yeah. it's cool. It's very cool to see Jacob getting all groomed up. He's the real groomzilla there. It's his big day. Everything has to be perfect for him. And if any of our listeners are out there like, well, I didn't get an invitation. And, and, and you're like, well, I thought we were listeners. We were close friends. And you are my close friend, you know, but we're eloping. So it's only going to be me uh and uh my uh old ball and chain i could say that soon yeah. uh after we elope we're going to vegas and yeah we're gonna go do it in front of a uh it looks like it's a long driveway but it's just a, a wall there so um i'm pretty excited for that looney tunes type bit looney tunes Thank yeah, you. yeah we have to, to, to work it out uh but yeah no, i'm gonna be a full-on adult soon and um you know I won't have to worry about my herpes anymore because I'm married. Is marriage when you get to be an adult? Because um, there are plenty. Of, I mean, George Clooney up until like three years ago was not an adult. I know. He's the exception to the rule. Okay, fine. Yeah. George Clooney can do whatever he wants. He's married yes. to the game. Married to the game, dude. Um, well, it's good. It's good that you've had a good, great week and love is in the air. I love love. You know how I feel about that. But mm -hmm. um, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, not whatever. I'm very happy. <laughs> um, what about what? you, though? Uh, I no, know you have a lot of. Fine. I just I had a lot of chicken and heartburn. Yeah, I do a lot yeah. of new jokes. So um, being funnier than me out in the world. No, no, we're mm -hmm. we've, we're just both about the grind. You know, if there was a a button that said grind off, mm -hmm. I would never turn that. I would never touch that button. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Oh, it makes sense, and we don't sleep. You know why? Because we're making sure nobody touches that button. Right. We got to make sure uh, I, that's always off, on. I just yeah. hope that button doesn't exist. I hope the grind off button just doesn't exist, frankly, because <laughs> I would not be touching it. Frankly, just don't have it. Do you ever um, think about that in movies and cartoons or whatever? They have a self-destruct button. It's yeah. like, why make that button? Yeah. I it's, just, it's just to have mishaps it's the and... exact same thing as a grind off button dude. Mm -hmm. why why make it you know but we got a gotta... grind on <laughs> um we, we grind so hard so jacob yes. <laughs> that's some nice ice breaking stuff we haven't really done a nice ice break um for the week it's great to hear what's going on in your world um let's get into it dude we had some um we we had some good chicken this week um, we had kind of an appetizer chicken, maybe not a whole meal. Mm -hmm. Um, we dipped our toes into a little bit of, um, cultural chicken. I don't know if that's what you would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, another restaurant suggestion by you, um, I picked last week. So we did Italian last week and now we kind of, I like to call these people, the Italians of North America, kind of our, our Southern Italian, our Italian friends from below the border. 
Um, and I think you can know, know who I'm talking about. And that's yeah. Mexico. Um, Jacob, what did we eat this week and where did we eat? Yeah, so we did have a traditional um, opposite Canada, as I like to call them. Sure. Uh, Neo-Canada. Uh, yes, yes. From it's the Dan- Canada of the, uh, what did they call that world in um <laughs> in uh what's the movie? together drop it off no what's the movie that, pull jordan it together. Peele, that jordan peele made uh yes in the others <laughs> the upside down no upside down world nope. or something that's that's uh stranger things fuck all right never uh, mind yeah that sucked <laughs> the tethered the tethered <laughs> okay, yeah anyway that sucked that's mexico is us reference yeah okay <laughs> but Mexico, we did have uh, Adelitas uh, over there on South Broadway um, from, yeah, down under. Um, Louisiana, I think. So. Yes, yes, Louisiana. But we had uh, first for us, Noah, uh, chicken flautas. Now, chicken flautas for our uh, white ears out there, um, almost uh, exactly a uh, chicken taquito which I'm not so sure about the origins. Uh, we did ask my fiance, who is um, from the Upside Down, um, and just seeing if she knew the difference between chicken flautas or chicken uh, uh, taquitos, and uh, it's unknown. I have no idea what the difference is. Um, actually, I Googled it, so now I have I an too. answer. Okay. Hey. Yeah, do you want to read at the same time? Well, yes. Oh, never mind. I just... I. <coughs> I Googled origin of flautas. What did you Google? I, I did flautas chicken versus taquitos <laughs> cage match. And okay. uh, it, my I, first. I, yes. yes well, I was just I thought it was funny. The very first result says origin of flautas Mexico. But then the next sentence is nobody really knows where they originated. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> What's your stuff? Uh, my stuff, a uh, flauta consists of a large burrito size or quesadilla size flour tortilla, whereas a taquito consists of a corn tortilla size for fajitas or small quesadillas, which doesn't match up to anything that we just had. Uh, so I'm still as confused as I was before. I might be more confused. In fact, this was less helpful. Why did your fiance, I think she knew the answer. She just didn't want to help us. Yeah, um, she does that to white people. Yeah, she gaslights them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taquitos. I feel like maybe I'll get a better answer because I'm better. Yeah. Tito versus flautas. Yeah, no one pays for more expensive internet. So he Large gets... burrito size. Burrito size, dude. Mm-hmm. Quesadilla. Or quesadilla size. All right, all right. Maybe we have this conversation. Because this is, first of all, we need to mention, this was a pollo flauta. So we had our chicken, we did our thing, and it was very good. First of all, and also the place we ate, Adelina's. Adelina's, yeah. Delicious. Very good, authentic Mexican food. Everybody should go. Um, This was our little appetizer. Um, I don't know what, like, Mexican version of antipasti is, antipasto, pasta is, but that's what this was. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, you know, I could eat a hundred of them, but um, I don't know. Now I've just lost my point. Okay, so online it says it's 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 using other Mexican food as metrics of measurement. What do you think about that? 
Yeah. So I think I think what's confusing me the most is that our our, our flautas mm. were cut up as if they were taquito sized. So, See. but I don't know where those end or where those begin. So how long the flautas are, it might be uh, similar to this definition. What we're saying, a burrito sized flauta. But yeah, that is interesting because nobody's like, oh, a large pizza pizza is basically like four and a half calzones. Nobody says that. that. But I do like Mexican food just being like, all right, we already have a burrito. um, And this taquito is burrito sized. Nope, taquitos are not burrito sized. Uh, Flautas are burrito sized. So this was my problem. So first of all, I was really shocked because I've never seen flautas that small, not in a bad way, but... They came, they're like finger length, like my little tiny little finkies, um, the ones that we got. And they were all kind of, they were a lot more like finger food. So what I'm more used to, flautas or taquitos, and again, we haven't come to a consensus on where we stand on that. Um, But for both of them, I'm familiar for like a, not burrito, so this is why it's frustrating. Certainly not burrito sized, but like... um, like pencil size <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. a pencil size flauta that you you like pick up um and eat so this thing we had was a little, was newer it was it was shorter than that it's probably yeah. like the size of like a lighter even. and and then we get into regional shit too noah because a pencil is a different size in mexico you know i mean they have number those pencils down there all right Ooh, fuck it was, i'm gonna edit this out uh i um so the other thing too is when they say it's a burrito or quesadilla sized, oh you know what? So this is what's weird. It says burrito or quesadilla sized tortilla. Mm. Yes. Okay. So, so maybe our problem is is we're just taking too much credence into this particular definition. Maybe we should move on from that. Yeah. Because then what happens when you get into the frozen? Uh, do you ever have those little tacos, the mini tacos, frozen mini yes, tacos? Yes, sir. A classic uh, thing for men who don't know how to cook anything uh it's just hey, they, have a, down. they have great ones at trader joe's which i assume are extremely healthy for you yeah i mean they they wouldn't lie to people no. uh trader joe's um but you know so yeah maybe it is just just about the tortilla around the meats or anything but anyway the pollo in this flauta noah uh just amazing chicken uh very good um almost made me order a chicken enchilada just so i could have more of the chicken but i uh mm-hmm. pussied out like i always do and ordered my favorite thing at adelita's which is a carne asada plate for my main dish so I know uh, we don't want to talk go too in depth about the carne asada main dish, but right. Noah, you also got a carne asada burrito, burrito, correct? I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, are you asking me how it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think listeners of the podcast know that I I tend to leave meals hungry and wanting a snack or wanting another meal. Um, I'm a big a boy, growing boy, He's growing, growing. boy growing. Um, and, um, this was a big old, this was a big old burrito. Let me tell you, fellas, um, and ladies. And, um, it was so good. I mean, just really good carne. And again, we're not trying to get too much into the carne. This is chicken adjacent, of course, um, to what our, what we went there for, which was the flautas, but it was so good. The rice was so good. Um, really good. Oh, we had a salsa. 
trio, um, a flight of salsa, mm-hmm. um, which we could definitely get into in a second. Um, but yeah, I've never really had that good of a carne burrito here in the city of Denver in a long time that I can think of. Um, yeah. And then a good side of uh, green chili too, just hit the spot. Yeah. So I haven't really talked about on, I think I have actually talked about on the podcast, my developing GERD uh, <laughs> <laughs> that after I eat a certain amount of uh, certain foods, I just start burping uh, pretty much all night. And let me tell you, yesterday we went during the day to go get this uh, this meal for lunch and I ate the carne asada plate and I was burping so much all day that I did not have dinner because my stomach was hurting because I, I burped. So I just wanted that to uh, symbolize how much I love carne asada is that I will sacrifice a whole afternoon and meal just so I can have a big old plate of that good steak. So um, shout out carne asada. Um, Adelita's to Noah. I don't know. Uh, I have the La Adelita pulled up the story of Adelita. Yes. Um, Give it to us. La Adelita is the story of a young woman during the Mexican Revolution who falls in love with a sergeant, leaves her humble home behind and travels with him and his regiment. La Adelita became became an archetype for a woman warrior during this area. And Adelita was a a woman warrior and uh, who took on various supporting roles to her beloved. So she prepared meals, she mended clothing, she cared for the wounded, and even fought in battles against the Mexican government forces. So basically, this is us in, in a name. This is our podcast uh, mm. defined, don't you this think? This is, yeah, I was going to say this is me, but you're right. This is us. This is the podcast. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, actually, no, I kind of think we're the guy she follows around, don't you think? Mm. All right. I was going to say we're the clothes that she makes. We're all, all right. about we're all about that drip, you know, fine. fine. With the passage of time, the word Adelita <laughs> came to be used for all the soldierias, marking their place in history as a vital force in the Mexican revolutionary war efforts. The term La Adelita symbolizes a brave, altruistic woman with an abundance of strength and courage. Let's fucking so, go. Yeah. So she's the so this is girl boss um og original yeah this is um, this is spanish girl boss yep, yeah exactly cool. that's cool uh-huh. <laughs> spanish girl boss uh spanish um yas queen spanish um, yas queen uh c c queen and it uh, seems like we're trying we're being facetious or like making fun of things but this place rules <laughs> and no. um it's a very cool name i actually very it's actually a very pretty name yeah. Um, I'll probably, is, if I ever meet a bitch named Adelina, like I'm a, I'm gonna put a ring on that. You know what I mean? And I would never call a woman that word and I take <laughs> it back now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Shut we up. do, this is, this is probably one of my favorite places to go eat, uh, especially because of this carne asada plate. And I'm glad you mentioned Noah, the rice, which, yes. uh, was, it's so good. And it is my, my, uh, bar to jump over when going to a new Mexican place and I love the rice here and I love the beans here and you know beans can go either way as well um you know I mean they're a magical fruit um, oh I know about this mm-hmm. the more you eat the more you toot oh no I was gonna say oh. something different oh oh damn All just right. really good <laughs> source of fiber or whatever the fuck <laughs> There wasn't a rhyme. It was just a good fact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm i happy you brought me here. I've passed this place many a time. It's quite crowded. 
usually people are always standing outside, which makes me think that it's quite popular. Um, Oh, do we want to talk about the whole community table ordeal? (laughs) Yeah, let's go through that. What happened with the community table, Noah? All right. So technically nothing happened, but we got there um, at, I don't know, probably just after noon, um, as in just after 12 o'clock p.m. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we were like, hey, um, you know, is there a table? It's just just three of us. Like, how long of a wait? They're like, um. Yeah, you know, all we have right now is like seats at the community table. And then Jacob, who is drove us all there, me, his fiance, and himself, you know, so he's technically the alpha and the one controlling the whole day and situation. After being asked, like, hey, is community table all right? He was like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. And then I was uh, like, looked at his fiance and was like, no, right? Community table is not all right. That's the worst thing in the world. So then I just went up. I mean, I like I remember it, I think it was me. Maybe I told you to say something, <laughs> but um, we insisted that community table was not okay and asked if they had another table. And of course, they had another table right there. Um, and this sounds like kind of an anticlimactic story, but we got what we wanted in the end. And um, I guess it was a <laughs> definitely a little sketchy that there was a table, but they tried to pawn us off That's the what community it was. table. As if they're like, oh, these are some community college-looking motherfuckers. These are some, yeah, these are some cucks who will take the community table because we're gonna give it to them. Yep. And then we would have sat at the community table and then saw the regular table just totally empty right there. I would have been furious. And they were right about me because I would have just sat there and yeah. endured it because I. You were the cuck. I'm yeah. the cuck. They they, cuck. they smelled that out pretty well, but uh, you <laughs> and uh, and that's why I do need my fiance, um, yes. uh, to uh, not only talk to service people, but uh, to get what we uh, deserve or have asked for, um, not even deserve. <laughs> so, <laughs> we yeah. do. I'm sorry. We did deserve that. We're paying customers. Community table is for dogs and cats and pigs and cows. <laughs> yeah, I think we're like not even painting a good picture of what the community table is, too. Um, it is just a trough in the middle right. of the restaurant that they just throw slosh into. <laughs> right. Uh, like just mocajete and, and <laughs> cojita and, uh, and, cheese. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't even ask you how much cheese you want. They just give you a certain yeah. amount. And we we're like, why can't we just sit at the regular table with full service menu and they're like oh yeah we you can do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i know that was a good lesson in um assertiveness and just kind of um go getterness and go uh, can do or attitude um and it was way better man it was just so much better (laughs) yep so (laughs) and it's not to your fault you know it's not your fault i know but that's why you know i need uh my other half um, you do. To do all that other stuff or i would just be constantly walked over which i pretty much am anyway but it's just Jesus, now okay. sometimes i'm not so um shout out uh me and my low confidence i do have a new gofundme if anybody okay. wants to donate to that um reach out to me uh and noah being the podcast anti-masker you know mm-hmm. I've, I've been classically anti-mask um, I'm tired of the government stepping in on my rights, but 
um, I'm starting to have a new target nowadays, uh, which are the QR codes at tables. Okay. I mean, just give us a menu, all right? This this liberal fake outrage is over. So I'm sick and tired of these QR codes, and Adelitas didn't even have one, so I don't even know why I'm going off on this tangent. Um, they did have one because I used it. Mm. Fuck the QR code, though. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm so with you. It definitely seems like um, the right thing to be angry about. It doesn't seem more <laughs> reasonable or save trees or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sick I of do hearing like about a, that, too. Trees? I hate. I mean, I am actually on board with that. Name name one thing a tree has done for you. Have you? Did you ever have a tree house? Mm, nope. Never had I mean, a tree house. I was so poor. I had a tree apartment. Okay, it doesn't have it's not always that <laughs> apartment. Oh yeah, that is tree tenement. Mm-hmm. You just lived in um tree public housing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a tree house though? Never. No, never. Damn. I I I am a very anti-tree. I hate paper. I think paper is not even worth it. So like at least keep up the trees, you know. Um I hate oxygen. I hate breathing. Um, so get it out of here. What are we talking about? I totally forgot menus. So we've been out of we've been out of control for a little bit now. <laughs> I'm um, curious. It seems like I think we brought this up last time we had Mexican, which I think was maybe your other Mexican place, um, uh, Agave. Yes, hundred percent day Agave. Um, and it definitely seems like the versatility in Mexican food tends to lean more towards the carnitas and carne asada, the pork and the um, beef. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's as much, ch- as many chicken dishes that, <clears throat> I mean, chicken is in, is, you know, enchilada, I mean, burritos, chicken tacos, all of that stuff. But I feel like I generally seek out, you know, the steak and the pork more than I do the chicken in um, Mexican food. Yeah, most menus, I feel like you're going to have at least or at the most two different types of chicken, maybe like a shredded chicken or something like that and something Mm -hmm. else or like a yeah, like a pollo um, type dish. But yeah, for the most part, I will I will try to seek out the carne asada on a Mexican uh, menu to try to get some steak out of it. Um, And uh, I don't know. I I don't really um, like but then on the other hand, most of the time when I go to Chipotle, classic, authentic Mexican food. um, Correct. Yes, I, I do tend to just sway towards chicken only there at that type of establishment. Yeah, me too. That's true. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And definitely well, not because it's cheaper. So Yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to out myself out, but very good for you. Um, <laughs> I took the fall now and it's all right. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think in general, Mexican food does have more um experimental uh steak or yeah carnitas type thing um do you like a chorizo noah oh my god yeah i, I like mm-hmm. a chorizo i like a chorizo so much that it might it's it's definitely my favorite um version of pork mm-hmm. the um i do i think that's that's a fact so i think the, i think we're spitting facts on this one yeah. um but chorizo actually shout out 100 de agave they have one of my favorite queso appetizer dips which has some chorizo oh. in it when it comes out on the queso uh, or uh, uh, uh 
I'm just having, uh, I'm, I'm jerking off over here um, to, to the sound of that queso. Probably too far. Um, no, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, yeah, I've had that. <laughs> I've had that queso, um, not at agave, but that queso chorizo dip. There's like a name for it. It might yeah. just be like queso de. Queso confundito. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. Um, yeah, but we're not breaking a new ground. And this is what I mean. Like we're we're having a, a chorizo discussion. We're we're talking chorizo. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it makes me wonder if there's if there's some Mexican dishes we're missing in the chicken realm. That um, I really like tortas. I know there's got to be chicken tortas. Yeah. But again, I I I get the the steak tortas whenever I get that. Chicken yeah. tacos are always really good. Shout out chicken tacos. Uh, do you like fish tacos, Noah? I sure do, dude. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Wahoo's fish tacos? Yeah, um, but I don't like fish, so okay. I don't like fish tacos. But I would go there Great. get just some a bean burrito. Just isn't bean. tuna the chicken of the sea? Yep, yep. And I do, I do like tuna. Actually, that's the only fish I like. I like oh. spicy tuna. On a little bit of that. Maybe we should do an episode. Maybe do a tuna by, episode. Yeah, chicken of the sea. <laughs> yeah, I mean that counts. We're not. Yeah. Um, maybe we do like a. I mean, yeah. A yeah. Tuna. I think sometime. I, that's I think an off-season episode. People. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's when we get our vegan friend on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't know what vegan is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out! Uh, they do have a cool Taco Tuesday. At Adelita's, mm. Noah, where most of the tacos are like two to three bucks each. So um, I've been See, there a couple times, popping, popping. I guess we could have this discussion. Um, I feel like, you know, how there have been different in, things have been in, you know, how things are always in, or sometimes things are out. Um, and that's just like pop culture. Um, sometimes, so like for a while, <clears throat> it felt like Froyo was really in, you know. Um, a lot of froyo places were opening up and then cupcakes were a big thing and then taco spots you know these fancy taco spots um there's that place torchies that's from austin um there's that place uh have you ever been to pinche tacos or taco tequila Mm -hmm. um do you like paying five dollars per taco five to six to seven dollars i mean i think a taco is like a wing almost it shouldn't be 50 cents but i mean a taco should be less than three dollars should be more than three dollars per taco get the fuck out of here so it depends i mean i i get where you're coming from i do think the size matters you know and 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 most of the cases wow. this, this podcast supports size not mattering but uh, okay. uh in this case uh, <laughs> i do think size does matter but i know exactly what you're talking about if the taco isn't good then i do i do it does raise a right red flag in my in my conscience about it i did go to a place i'm not gonna name it in fort collins uh but in between shows at the comedy for it up there i went and got some quick tacos and they had and i got carne asada and probably the worst carne asada i've ever had wow. but uh and I what's wanna, the name of the place yeah i'm not gonna name it out uh, it's just a taco place if you want to look what's it, it called, up though? you don't have to name it but what's it called it's it's called uh Beep, beep. See, I edited it out so I don't want to do it in post. Uh, but they uh, have you are a baby. 
They had you're, you're gonna say that it's the worst carne asada you've ever had, but you're yes. not gonna tell us where it is. So people are maybe gonna have to go there sometime. That's actually kind of that's actually kind of reckless. Yeah, well, I'm I never said I was a good boy. You know uh, who you know who has had the best two years of anybody? Small hmm. businesses. So perhaps maybe you um get off your high horse you and know maybe what? You, you start know what, Noah? That horse. What? You know what, Noah? Uh, there are two reasons why I will not say what this restaurant is. One, I don't want to, we don't do bad publicity to small businesses. And two, I mm. don't remember the name. So okay. that's another reason why yeah. I cannot name drop it right now. Great. But uh, shout out this taco place, which is walking distance of the fort. And if anyone can find it, let me know uh, what that place is called so then, I can get we'll on. Shout Yelp. It out. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you meant that. Uh, shout out Adelita's Noah. Any last uh, thoughts about this cochina y catina? No, dude, this is definitely, this is officially my new go-to Mexican spot in the Ooh. city. I'm happy you guys um, took me there. Um, you know, a lot of gringos in there, so it's probably <laughs> not like a West Alameda or federal type Mexican spot, but it's definitely a good place to bring the fam. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still looking for that authentic um, go-to thing, but I'm babbling. This place was delicious. The, the flautas we had were delicious. Good burrito all around yeah. great time definitely like the best kind of um lack of a better word hipstery type mexican place oh, that yeah. i can find this is definitely my favorite out of all of them even i do love the carne asada at like a pinche tacos but i still think um yeah you're, you're really upset about how much those tacos are. pinche tacos is bullshit dude i don't yeah. have a problem saying that. yeah all right well uh anti shout out pinche tacos um nice. you said that Yes. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening to Chicken and the Nuggets. Noah is rocking his DraftKings uh, hat. And boy, are we happy to be a part of the National Basketball Podcast Association. Uh, <laughs> nope. The Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, that's what I meant to say, Noah. Uh, and boy... Do we love DraftKings here on the podcast? And we're Hoop fans. And the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up, Noah. You know when Jokic is like turning off scoring mode and just passing? This yeah. is the opposite of that. You can't pass this up. That's I'm right. talking between the legs, 360, Aaron Gordon dunk good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets. If they win, it's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get a shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes and DraftKings daily fantasy basketball contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Take it over, Noah, the best part of the podcast. Call to action. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I don't know. Get a lawyer. Call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's the Basketball Podcast Network. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
21 and plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Nice. Those are getting was... so fucking long. Yeah, that was really dope. You no, really that was good. It. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the best one we've done. Maybe um, John, so. John was terrible last week. Yeah, he was. No. We're going to have to um, yeah, bleep his name from the podcast, actually, how bad he <laughs> was. Uh, fantastic uh, week in the Denver Nuggets sphere. Uh, vibes that are at an all-time high. Uh, Hold I on, think. let me check. Let me check. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Vibes are at an all-time high, dude. Confirmed vibes are at an all-time high. Since the last time we talked, there was a all-star break. Did we talk about the all-star break? No, we haven't really, huh? Well, we talked about the all-star. Well, the game was on Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, so we didn't even talk about uh, the all-star game, which, to be honest, Noah, I don't give a shit about the all-star game. Do you care at all? No, not really, The players really, don't care. Dude. No, they- not really. They try to make it with this like charity donation thing, like they care. They still don't care. Um, Every single year I watch, I I still forget the new format. Yeah, um, which and, is irritating to me. Yeah, to just just realize, oh shit, they're doing that weird thing again. Yeah. Um, I do. Uh, I I, I want to skip over completely the uh, concerns about Jokic not playing in the fourth quarter. I could give a shit uh, about the All Star game, and uh, I'm glad he didn't play. Honestly, uh, there's no reason for him to be out there. Um, so that being said, the Nuggets returned from the All Star break with a Thursday night game against the Sacramento Kings, which ended up in a W for the Denver Nuggets. And then on Saturday, another W against the Sacramento Kings. And then on a back-to-back, the Nuggets beat what is left of the Portland Trailblazers on uh, Sunday night. Uh, Noah, uh, three great, uh, different games, honestly. Um, What jumped out to you so far in the second half of the All-Star break? Um, Well, a few things is that um, our offense has been playing extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, this showed up on, um, well, first, uh, a lot of things on my mind. Jeez. Um, this showed up on um, one of the uh, feeds online, which is that in um, not just these last three games, but the three games before the All-Star break. And we have to remember, we went into the All-Star break uh, beating the Warriors in that with that buzzer beater that um, the most accurate three-point shooters in the NBA are number one, Bryn Forbes at 60%, Luke Kennard, and then Monte Morris at 59.4, sorry, 57.9%. And then that's insane. And then also we are 10 and 0 with DeMarcus playing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and we signed him for the rest of the season, which is such a cool thing for him. Like, you know, people, everyone keeps talking about like, you know, what he used to be like, but man, he, when the line, when he's with um, Jokic on the floor, it's 
it's a very cool um or uh gordon i mean he's he's got new life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and that's been proven by our um commitment to him yes shout out boogie cousins especially uh in this portland trailblazers game just fucking balling noah Mm -hmm. uh it was so cool to see and it was cool to see saturday night at home uh the fans loving boogie cousins too seems pretty cool um he's been you know a lot of teams a lot of weird uh short contracts and i think this is gonna be a huge move for the nuggets i mean we've talked about it all year as the bench issues and now the bench has a, a look they have a feel they have a an identity um they have demarcus cousins bully balling backup centers which is a great place to be in mm-hmm. uh and just all over the glass to these uh short um there's not a lot of backup centers in the league honestly there's usually like a four kind of what the nuggets were been doing maybe a small ball five to kind of get by in a little bit um, but not a lot of backup centers. And now all of a sudden you got Boogie Cousins, you got Bryn Forbes, who is, yeah, the most stable shooter ever <laughs> that I can't get enough of. And all of a sudden Bryn is, uh, is driving better than I thought he would be and uh, distributing a little bit better. Um, and uh, I, I just love it. And so now the bench has this tough identity. Um, we saw Bones leave the game. Um, with an ankle thing again but he's a big part of running this bench too Mm. so uh, he's bringing like this quickness to bring the ball up on the court um and get this bench at least uh moving a little bit um and then jermichael green too with demarcus cousins is playing great um and and i think that's like the meanest bench in the league all of a sudden it's just demarcus cousins and jermichael green just uh uh, just punishing people for just uh and and in like the quiet parts of the game (laughs) they're just like gonna uh be uh uh, i don't want to say thuggets x-esque but it's getting there it's a little close um yeah i love that and especially for like the playoff i mean you just hope that for Boogie especially, you know, reputation-type fouls and that kind of thing uh-huh. doesn't get to him. And we've already seen, you know, in the very first fucking game he played with the Nuggets that that is the case. Um, but, man, I, I I do think that that attitude is such an asset for us, and it's so cool um, to have him. And, um, and also Jeff Green. Um, and then do you um, – what is uh, – him and um jermichael and um boogie are is uh having the three of them i think um like you said is really huge for backup big guys yeah yeah and and i'm very interested to see um i mean we're not bearing the lead too much because the nuggets are on like a six game winning streak but um it was also reported we should talk about um Woj uh finally uh touching on the nuggets a little bit about mpj um about his uh hurt back but um we'll get into that in a second but i just wanted to it's going to be interesting mpj i don't know if he'll go in the starting lineup immediately um and that backs up people so i don't know if jeff green will eventually be like the playoff last rotation instead of jermichael um i'm actually not sure it's probably going to be on a game-to-game basis so i'm very interested what about um what is like Zeke Naji's progress or his 
yeah. um, injury as well. Cause he's also, uh, is he a day to day guy? Cause I haven't, we haven't seen him play. I, I feel like, yeah, they've been reporting day to day, but then it's like out every day. So I'm not sure what that's looking like. It just seems like a bad time for him. Absolutely. To have this injury. Yeah. He's just solidifying himself in the rotation. For sure. And now that I think that he's hurt like this, He's probably going to be on the back burner a little bit um, with uh, two veteran forwards above him. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Maybe he goes to him in the playoffs for like some energy. If if the team seeming kind of slow, maybe that's where Zeke Naji will come in. But uh, I'm very interested to see what the rotation will be like. Um, and should we talk about uh, Mr. Michael Porter Jr. himself, Noah? What do you think about these upcoming reports that yeah. – cleared for on uh, court contact maybe within the week and then back into the nuggets uh mid-march which is in one day so yeah right um well so march begins in one day mid-march yes. would be the ides of march which of course is when julius caesar was murdered <laughs> um but um so these reports came out sort of right before like a day before the portland game and then Gain gain scene before the Portland game, and then almost immediately when they were talking to Coach Malone, he like poured cold water on it and said, "Don't put a whole lot of, don't listen to a whole lot of what you're saying. It's not all coming from the Nuggets camp." And then since then, there have just been kind of continuing reports of an imminent um, comeback for the playoffs. Yes. Um, so I guess my I guess I have a question for you, which is w- what are we to believe? And we've had a conversation throughout our time on the airs, mm-hmm. um, on the airwaves, I should say, about the um, how the Nuggets handle medical stuff and you know things like that. They waited however many weeks um, for M- to notify that MPJ was going to be done and have surgery and all that kind of thing. So I yeah. I don't know who to believe. Bleacher Report just today um, put out a thing, you know, contradicting what. Malone said last night before the game. Yeah, I we are a huge Michael Malone podcast. We are um, very in support. I love the culture. He is um, going to revitalize Boogie Cousins again, but we should not be listening to Michael Malone on this. He is okay, playing. Great. He is playing gamemanship right now. He is not trying to put pressure on the players that are coming back and not putting pressure on the players that are are currently playing as well. Like being like, Hey, there's someone coming to take their spot back. You know, like it's a fine line and he's doing a great job. This is why he's a player's coach, (laughs) you know? Uh, And, and, and you, you forgot a part of this MPJ thing too, was that um, I don't know if you saw Noah, he commented on Isaiah Thomas's Instagram um, saying that he'll see you in a week. And this was a day before MPJ's agent told Woj that he's going to get cleared for contact. So go going to um, Flint, you mean? Yeah, or he's going to go in the G League. Oh, Grand play, Rapids. Yeah, and, and do some games there, um, which uh, what he was talking to I, Isaiah Thomas about, right. about because he's in the G League. But sure. so the day later, his agent, I assume, had to cover MPJ's tracks because people online were starting to see this comment mm. that MPJ. So I MPJ kind of blew it again on social media, honestly. But looking past that, I mean, it's not a huge deal, I guess, but it's just this whole thing where 
Nuggets didn't say anything about MPJ's injury to begin with, right? Uh, he's out for the foreseeable future. Everyone assumed that it would be the whole year. And it, it's just like the Nuggets could have said that he's not out for the year. <laughs> they could have said something, you know, and I just, they, they this vagueness is now coming back to haunt them when uh, Michael Malone still has to double down on this vagueness and try to keep it uh, in the dark. And yeah, so th- for that reason, I say we don't trust the team anymore. <laughs> and uh, I think the agent of Michael Porter Jr. is probably uh, advocating for MPJ to get cleared. Yeah. But also Woj has an amazing track record anyway. It's not like sure. things yeah. Woj says doesn't happen. Right. So like, uh, I think for this one, and I think I mentioned at some point, too, uh, it's crazy that MPJ is going to beat Jamal Murray back onto the court. But it's going to it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. So that was my point. And by the way, that was the correct answer. I was just being a devil's advocate. No. about who. And trust. you did great setting me up for that little rant. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank and, you. And, and good for everybody for listening. Um, and <laughs> no rant. No rant. Very good. Um, I see that you have everything written down. Um, but I agree. I don't, I think from the beginning I have, um, I mean, you hear that you heard that everybody was talking about MPJ's back injury is like the single greatest, like fuck up in, you know, NBA contract, his like recent history in terms of him getting injured. Like who knows when he'll be back? Not only he'll be out for the season, but like more of a, who knows when he'll be back. I mean, fucking coming back from surgery, so, yeah, not only will he be back, but you're right. The fact that he'll be back before um, Jamal is kind of inexplicable. And I'm not um, a doctor or I'm not a doc- practicing doctor anymore. But, um, yes, I agree. I agree with all your points. I think the whole playbook of the Nuggets medical staff is is that keep it close to the best thing. Mm-hmm. Now, to another point, is there anything – is there anything – to like uh this is good in terms of like a tactical thing to keep other teams and other like contenders and people we might be facing off of their uh you know what what we're trying to do with you know our lineups and our team i don't i can't imagine either of these dudes coming back immediately right into the starting rotation and going off i just i, I don't know a world that that's the case and also would make me nervous that either of them just come back immediately like that. So, yeah, I I mean, that was kind of the gamemanship I was talking about with Malone. I think he is trying to at least keep it under wraps for other teams as well. Um, the only issue is, is that now um, with a little bit of news trickling out and the Nuggets with a six-game win streak, you're not hiding from anybody. Now it's just like, yeah. oh, imagine when the Nuggets are healthy. Like there, nobody was talking about this a month ago when Nuggets were like less than 500 every week, you know? Right. Um, and so now all of a sudden I uh, got six wins. Nuggets have an easy week of schedules coming up again. So they might pull off a couple more wins in a row. And uh, I think it, it's just, it's just snowballs kind of like that. So I, I even, that's another reason I don't agree with keeping it like in the dark like that and stuff like that. Also playoff teams would probably love MPJ getting back in the lineup so they can attack him defensively again. So uh, <laughs> that's just me throwing shit, but I think you're right. Mostly about 
how surprising it would be for them to jump in into a game uh, and produce immediately. I'm more worried, honestly, weirdly, about Jamal coming back into a game. It's been longer. He's been out. And Jamal, uh, with the two-man game with Jokic, that's all so chemistry-based. And Mm. I think it's going to take a while to rev that up. Jamal has the ball in his hands a lot more. MPJ, I feel like, could go out there and he... I don't know. I don't think his chemistry level is that high to begin with. So I feel like he can actually jump in and at least be a huge dude that's rebounding out there and a spot up jump shooter, which is pretty much what he's good at. So um, I think MPJ could uh, weirdly get warmed up and all of a sudden be a huge person in the playoffs for the Nuggets. But again, like I was saying, it backs up this rotation so much which I guess is a good problem to have depth, but in the road, in the playoffs, your rotation's uh, smaller anyway. So I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, those two guys coming back though, speaking of depth and then Zeke Naji, depending on whatever he is actually wrong with him. Um, I mean, our, we, we suddenly have just like, once again, an embarrassment of riches, you know, as far as our, lineup it feels like Mm -hmm. it just it seems like we can just put a lot of dudes um who are capable um it you know in in these in these positions um and um that bodes well i guess yeah yeah and and i'm interested too noah something malone hasn't played uh boogie with Jokic yet and i think he's saving he's gonna sit on that in case they run into a a big team in the playoffs um i would like to see that against the suns would be very interesting to see maybe like a boogie playing like a four and maybe aaron gordon playing a three you know backing everybody up uh that'd be very cool to see yeah the suns are small right Mm -hmm. And, um, if you had a boogie up in there, I didn't know that, um, that he hasn't, I mean, I, I missed obviously both of those. Um, I didn't watch one of those Kings games, but I didn't notice that or realize that, that, um, boogie hasn't played with Jokic. Um, and that surprises me, but yeah, um, that would be, (laughs) that would be a crazy, um, two man kind of game. Um, or uh, just those guys on the court together, yeah. um, especially against, yeah, like a team like the Suns who, um, you know, don't have any size. Yep, yep. Um, shout out uh, every um, everybody in the Nuggets nation. Uh, looking forward to this week, Noah, another uh, good schedule for the Nuggets. Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Friday against the Houston Texans, and then Sunday against the New Orleans Pelicans. All um, games that would be bad if they dropped, honestly, at this point in the season. Um, and they just need to uh, get it done. Um, do you have any thoughts about Jokic currently, Noah? Because last game, uh, eight points, but he had 18 rebounds, 11 assists, didn't play in the fourth quarter because the Nuggets were uh, destroying the Portland trailblazers. I was going to ask you, would you take more performances like that? If the nuggets blew out every team over Jokic having to score triple, uh, uh, triple doubles with like 30 points and barely winning games, losing some games and then getting the MVP because, 
honestly, like Jokic, if he puts up numbers like that the rest of the season, the Nuggets win, I would be happy with him not winning the MVP and just kind of going back to like a lower uh, sneaky uh, make a superstar kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, his whole thing is his whole thing is uh, he's a team guy, which, you know, makes him why he's so great. Um, and, you know, why his performance last night and uh, against the Trailblazers was so cool. And I'm just looking at um, the last few games. It feels like not for a long time have the Nuggets, like, consistently really beat, like, um, blown out um, opponents. And, and it, you know, even this year, there are a lot more very close games um, than I am remembering that the um, – then – what am I trying to say? Then the blowouts, but – yeah, if we can if we can have games where Jokic is you know e- distributing the ball even more and then getting you know the the bench seventy plus points like he did this week and then we he doesn't have to play ha- half of the fourth quarter or whatever, whatever the hell um, you know that's awesome. Just some of these games we beat Milwaukee by thirty six points. We beat Portland by um, I'm not going to do the math <laughs> over thirty points. Um, you know, we beat Sacramento by at least in one of the games, 18 points. Um, and like, that's like what teams like the Warriors were doing in 2017 and stuff. It's not just like about winning, but it's about just fucking dicking on teams and like, um, you know, being totally dominant. And we, t- we have that ability, you know, um, and, and then especially it's like when we get actual, some of our real scores back, then, then that changes stuff. Um, yeah, peeking at the schedule real quick, Noah, before we get out of here. Mm. Or, I mean, the standings, excuse me. Um, uh, Nuggets currently tied with the Dallas Mavericks for the fifth seed. Um, I think four seed is very possible. The Utah Jazz Nuggets are uh, two and a half games behind the Jazz. Jazz, to be fair, are eight and ten in the last ten games, just like the Nuggets. So uh, definitely not uh, trending downwards in any way. But I think Nuggets uh, have a pretty good momentum. And I feel like if they can somehow, uh, just looking at seeding-wise, kind of get into a Mavericks matchup, I think that would be the ideal um, location. And I think you want to avoid, obviously, the Warriors and the Suns as much as we can. So maybe... So We've also, yeah. we, we beat the Warriors twice this year. Yep. And once and say, I mean, yes, we don't want to play him in a seven game series without a doubt, but we've, we've proven, um, we've proven them what we can beat them. Suns, I don't really want to play, but no. we also have a series tied with them. Or is it one, one, two? It doesn't matter, but you're right. I'm, I'm with you on that. Maver- Mavericks would be the team that we want. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm convinced Ja Morant would beat the Nuggets single-handedly. Um, that I have, I haven't seen anything the Nuggets could do to stop Ja at all. So I'm pretty worried about the Grizzlies. I don't think they're gonna go very far in the playoffs because they're so young. But against the Nuggets, I think it's a terrible matchup for the Nuggets. <laughs> so yeah, I'm scared of the Grizzlies. The, and they could get the two seed. Like it's not implausible to to see Golden State. No. You know, fall and then the Grizzlies um, get that spot, which yeah. is kind of insane to think about. But yeah, they're a game and a half behind the Warriors. So, and uh, well, uh, well, then it's they... super not implausible. But no. the Warriors obviously have to, um, and they haven't been. Oh, they lost last night. Yep. Um, they're five yeah. and five in their last ten. So there definitely, you go. definitely no Draymond. A, a Draymond out there. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the league at large, but maybe we get into that later. Only really three games this um, last week, so then you know yeah. talk talk too much. But yeah, there's. I mean, we only have what like twenty five games left until the playoffs. Yeah, um, something like that. I guess the goal games or whatever I keep on hearing is like ten games to ramp up for the injured players to come back is kind of the goal. So um, still got some time, Noah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Obviously, the peak of the Nuggets season is happening right now. Um, As far uh, record-wise, 11 games above 500. Um, Crazy that this team and roster is doing this. Um, And I think just more proof that uh, Nikola Jokic is a god that deserves to be praised. So um, I don't know. Any more thoughts, Noah, before we get out of here? Not really, dude. I think um, I think you said it well. We're peaking at kind of the right time. There's a lot of doom and gloom earlier when we were losing a bunch in a row and then kind of winning some. But um, this is kind of right where we want to be. Um, wow, other teams um, kind of peaked early and, um, you know, um, now aren't, aren't um, finding their groove or yep. losing their groove, rather. Yeah, I'm psyched about it. Yep. And- Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Uh, and yeah, there, there are a certain number of dumpster fires happening in the NBA right now, too. So it's cool to be peaking at a time when uh, the Lakers are uh, imploding on themselves. So shout out the Lakers. Shout Brooklyn. out Nick Holmbley, uh, yeah. And uh, shout out Brooklyn. Yes, as well. Uh, hope Ben Simmons uh, fixes his mind and gets back to the, to the league. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Chicken and the Nuggets. Please follow us on Twitter at Nuggets Pod and then on Instagram at Chicken and the Nuggets. Do you have anything to plug, Noah? Um, I'll be in Boulder at the Hotel Boulderado on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, 51st Jokes with um, Jacob. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. And we're both on no. 51st Jokes this Friday Sorry. at the Bug Theater. And uh, on Saturday, I'll be at the Denver Comedy Underground, which is popping. Uh, shout out to past guest Ben Bryant. So if you want to come see a uh, show there, uh, it's in the basement of a weird church. So uh, shout out them. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye. Love you, Jacob. Bye. Bye.